Oh, it's up there. Okay. Um, let's turn down. We are still on the armor. We're dealing with the shield. I'm not yet through with the shield, so we'll continue with the shield tonight. So get down to Ephesians again. 6 and verse 16. As you know. Ephesians 6 and verse 16. Amen. Okay. Alright. Um, it says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Amen. The wicked. I try to explain that to you. Not just wicked, but the wicked. Just like you say, blessing and the blessing. So when you say the wicked, it's like somebody is being specified or something very specific is being mentioned. So I want you to know that. And uh, last week, we've already kind of uh, indicated to us that Jesus overcame. Remember that? He said, be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. Can you remember that? Okay, fine. So we indicated he overcame the world. And we also do understand what the world was all about remember also we said uh, if you really want to define the world it's not the globe it's not the geographical terrain of the globe that is called the world the world has to do with the very life that uh, uh, supposedly from the use of the word Satan injected into man amen and so I want to do a little bit of that tonight so that you can understand a little bit more. So let's look at First John chapter 2 and then we'll look at 15 to 17. First John chapter 2, 15 to 17. Praise God. And it says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world and the loss of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. It's not of the Father, but is of the world. And he says, And the world passeth away, and the loss thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Hallelujah. He that doeth the will of God. He is not the world. He that is not influenced by that which is defined as the world abideth forever. So what keeps you going in life, what guarantees your salvation, what guarantees you living through, um, if you may use the word, into coming to the place of your inheritance is you not being a victim of that which is called the world. Because if you love that which is the world, even as the world is passing away, you also pass alongside with the world. Are you getting the connection? Praise God. So I would like you to know that, and it's very important. Uh, three things there, based on our definition. And don't you forget, we said, okay, as we just go on, you see that. When we said the loss of the flesh, we are talking about sensuality and impure desires. You know, we seek their gratification in women, strong drink, delicious, tasty dishes, and the like. When you talk about loss, it's not limited to womanizing. That is part of it. Is that okay? 
but it also includes even the desire for strong drink. Huh? It doesn't stop at strong drink. It also includes delicious and tasty dishes. You know how much it costs to make what people call delicious meal. And the drive, now I'm not saying eat trash, but when, when your desire for food, huh? F-O-O-D, when it's like if food is not there, you are fainting. Something is wrong. Are you following what I'm talking about? Delicious and tasty dishes. Something is wrong. So, watch that. You know, Paul said, all things are lawful. Remember that? But all things are not expedient. All things are lawful, but all things are not necessary. And then he went for that to say, but I will not be brought under the power of any. So, you can be under the influence of food unknown to you. I mean food, F-O-O-D, is what I'm talking about. Amen? I will not be brought under the influence or under the power of any. So anything that controls you, that you can't seem to be able to do away with, just know that you have a problem there. So the loss of, uh, what do you call the loss of the flesh, is that... You know, the loss of the flesh has to do with, okay, let's just leave it and talk about the loss of the eyes, inordinate desires after um, maybe beautiful things, gaudy dresses, wonderful homes, superb furnishings, expensive equipings, trappings and all of this kind of stuff. What are we talking about? You look at something, oh, I like this. Now, you see, you can do whatever goals has enabled you to acquire to do. For instance, what I'm saying is, something happened recently to somebody I know. Somebody brought a car. I think I mentioned it to you. Somebody brought a car to him, and he said they wanted to buy the car for $6 million. And the person said no. He said, no, you pay gradually. And the person said, no. So the car I want to drive is between 1.8 or 2.5. Anything above that, I won't buy. But the person has the money, not readily at card, but he can pay for the 6 million car. I mean, that is wisdom. You see, if the person has fallen a victim together... He will rejoice. Now I remember a minister, I don't want to mention the name, some time passed. In his garage, he has more than six cars, solid six cars. In fact, he wake up in the morning, he will go and touch the cars and see if there is dust on any. Remember yesterday. <laughs> and he will call the gardener, in fact, I mean the, the, the housemaid or whatever. The guy will be in trouble for allowing a dust to be but this is Nigeria. Where, how are you going to avoid dust in this country? 16 pairs of shoes. A minister. Eh? 60 pairs of shoes. Hmm? I mean, it was, it was crazy. Lagos there. That is the lost of the eyes. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? 16, 60 pairs of shoes. And I'm not talking of cheap shoes. I'm not talking of cheap shoes. And as at that time, I'm talking about solid cars in his garage. He, money, he will wake up, leave his room to go and touch the car and see if there's dust on anyone. So the guy have to be watching cars every morning. Doesn't even have time to pray, I believe. Because I don't know when he comes down to touch the car. So even the house girl and house boy will not even have time to seek the face of God. And this guy to travel from where he was in Lagos to, I think, Aquaibon was a problem. No fair. Can't even give him transport money to go home. Lost of the eyes. Anybody can be a victim. At whatever level that you are. Is that okay? Hallelujah. Then we have the pride of life. Pride of life is actually pursuing honors and titles. Boasting of ancestry line. You hear some people say, in my family, where I come from, our family. Have you heard something like that? Now, the man who is saying that have nothing to have contributed to the family at all. If you're boasting about how rich his brother is, how rich his father is, how rich, in fact, if you go to my village, you can But for himself, no contribution yet to the very name of that family. Have you seen people like that? That's the pride of life. Hmm? You people, they can't make any, they, they can't make statement without making reference to their homes. How rich their father was, how rich, how rich. How important, you know, pride of life. Hallelujah. All this thing is sold to us by the devil. Is that okay? Family connection, great offices, honorable acquaintance, and so on and so forth. So, think about that. Okay, so the next question is, with what do we overcome the world? Now, remember I said the world, I'm not talking about the globe. For you here, you should understand when I talk about the world. I'm not talking about the earth. I'm not talking about just human beings. I'm talking about the system of man. Amen? All right. Okay. Uh, can we turn to the book of First John chapter 4? Okay, first of all, First John chapter 5. And I'm going to read 4 to 5. First John 5, 4 to 5. Let's first start from there. For whatsoever, whoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcome the world, even what? Our faith. Now, that is what I'm bringing in, the shield of faith. What is it preventing you from? From the attack of the lust of the eye, the pride of life, and the loss of the flesh. This is the major zone with which the enemy really tried to defeat our work with God. Because all of this thing will bring a kind of life of life of contentment within you. When you begin to see perhaps how that people are living, and you see somebody living that way, there's a kind of a feeling of dissatisfaction about life. And sometimes you begin to doubt who God is if all they've said about God is really true. Amen? So, but this is a victory that overcome the world, even our faith. Now, as we progress, you understand this. For me, yes, faith is a principle as it is taught in the chart. But basically, I don't see faith to be a thing to acquire properties. I see faith in the light of what Paul teaches 
a thing that prevents you from being a victim of that which is called the world. Amen? You know why I think this way? Because I do know my, the kind of faith that Okay, even if you go to the issue of the heroes of faith, there is nobody there that used faith to acquire property. But they use faith to believe what God promised to come to pass. Does it make sense? Come on, I want you to understand that. Heroes of faith, Abraham, Sarah, whatever. Every bit of what those people did was God said they should do or they will have. Does that make sense? So, the principle of name it and claim it, I don't see it truly connected with the issue of true faith. And my own uh, way of thinking or the way I see it is this way. God knows that I have need of those things. So if he promises me a thing, I should trust him to bring it to pass. My trust in him is my faith. Did you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Thank you, Father. Now, somebody's getting me a little bit wrong. Let me give you this way. What we think we know from the church perspective about faith is actually, to me, the divine impute of God in our life in form of imagination or vision. Watch it this way. In Genesis, the Bible says, 11, no man can stop this man who has imagined to build a tower unto God. He said, we can stop them and that which you have imagined, they are going to be able to get. Is there anybody following what I'm talking about? Now, imagination is actually creativity. I'm going to be teaching more on that after now. You'll be able to create when you imagine some things. You see it. Are you getting that? They know what they wanted. They imagined to build a tower that would touch up to heaven. They already seen how the tower will rise and the limit of which the tower will get to. They've already seen it in their imagination. And God said it's not going to be possible. Now that is not the same thing. Maybe that's what we think of faith. But to me it's a little bit different. I don't call that faith. I call it the power of imagination. Amen? Hallelujah. Okay, anyway, let's come back home and just pursue this. So, we overcome the world with our faith. Is that okay? Okay, go down to verse 5 and say, Who is it that overcome the world but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Now, I want you to understand it because we're going to define the source of your faith. Hallelujah. Now go back a little bit to 1 John chapter 4 and then let's look at verse 4. He says, Ye are of God, little children, and of our convent, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen? Everybody knows that scripture. Who is in the world? The devil, as it were. Hallelujah. Are we still there? Okay. Now, if I look at that First uh, John chapter 5, 4 to 5 from the, the message translation, it says, every God-given person conquers the world's ways. I just like that. Put it there. No, 5, 5. Sorry. First John chapter 5, 4 to 5. Okay? From the message. 
every God begotten person conquers the world ways. So faith is for conquering. Did you get that? It says, the power that brings the world to its kneel is our faith. What brings the world to its kneels is our faith. In other words, through faith, the world bows before you. The person who wins over the world with, is simply the one who believes Jesus, the Son of God. Just like that. Hallelujah. Are you catching that? Listen, I love this. Every God-begotten person conquers the world ways. So, faith is what makes you not to be defeated. Did you get that? Good. In other words, whatever attack that is coming on your way, you can overcome by the instrumentality of what? Of faith. So see how faith enables you to possess. If God tells you what's going to give you a building, and circumstance doesn't seem to be proving that, your faith says you are going to get it. Did you understand that? Okay. All right. So the summary of what you overcome with the power of Christ is found within you. What I'm saying now is, you are conquering. What are the things that you need to conquer? You do not only conquer what is in the world, you also conquer that which is within you. And to me, that is the primary place to start winning. Let's look at Mark chapter 7. You overcome in the world. You know what to overcome, the things to overcome, and it's very important. You're doing a good job there. Thank you very much. It's fine. Are we still together? Mark chapter 7. That's a long reading. I'm reading from verse 21. For from within, out of the heart of men, I'm reading verse 21, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murder, theft, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride. Can you see that? That all of this thing I also found in that which you call the world. Are you getting that? Okay. Foolishness. He said, all these evil things come from within and defile the man. Hallelujah. So, where is your winning zone? In other words, what are the things you truly need to be conquering? You are conquering those things that are within you. Now, in other words, like I was trying to say on Sunday... You are a wall within a wall. So that which you think is outside of the wall is actually in you. Am I communicating? Good. Remember, he that is born of God overcomes the wall. So I want you to pick that. And from the other translation, say, overcome the wall's ways. The ways of the wall. Now, these are the ways of the wall. Quick in summary has to do with what you need to overcome. So what are those things you need to overcome? You are going to overcome stealing. You are going to overcome adultery, fornication, covetousness, wickedness, disease, lasciviousness, and evil eye, blasphemy, pride, and foolishness. And that is very important. Foolishness. How do you overcome foolishness? Through faith. 
Amen. <laughs> Somebody say, hey, Pastor, how did you bring this one in connection? We're talking about the enemies and these are the things that defies you. In other words, you can't be destroyed if these things are not found in you. Have it this way. Jesus said, the prince of the world coming and he shall find nothing. So he will not find anything we have just mentioned now in Christ. Therefore, he was able to overcome the world. In other words, he overcome overcame anything the enemy can suggest to him to do which is contrary to God's will. Did you get this? Now the next question is how did you come as a world to begin to have all of this? It was injected into man in Genesis 3. The fruit of that tree which man ate is what is now producing all of these things. Are you getting that now? So like I told you before we are the one that sold the world to the devil when we submitted to his subjection. Because to whom you listen to, you are a servant to that individual. 